Welcome to the Chiefs of the North, hosted by Branton Walker. I'm originally from Kansas, currently living in Minnesota, and I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, and that is where Chiefs of the North comes in. On this podcast, we'll talk all sports, mainly NFL, and of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. So on this episode, we're going to talk about week six of the NFL, some of the storylines, and how nice it was to see the Kansas City Chiefs get back on track. Let's get into it. All right, so I've got Adam Beedling with me again. He was on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So we've got some topics to discuss today. We've got to start with the Chiefs. Absolutely. So I'll let you begin. What were your thoughts on that game? Well, it's a solid game. I thought uh, I was pretty impressed with the, the Chiefs offensive line. I think you mentioned that they've been kind of banged up. But what I was watching last night, obviously the weather was nasty. So so getting that push on the front line, whoever's going to win that line of scrimmage battle, would have been in a good spot. And it sure seemed like CEH obviously had a big day. Lots of yards. He seemed like he got two or three yards past the line of scrimmage before he got touched on most of those carries. Yeah, at one point he was averaging almost eight yards a carry, and that was deep into the third quarter. Wow. And you wonder if he was thinking about Bell and had a little chip on his shoulder and kind of showing the Chiefs, that's fine if you bring this guy in, but I'm still here. Right? Uh, you draft me for a reason. Certainly didn't hurt anything. So here's my thought. Disappointing week against the Raiders last week. Certainly. They got humbled. I think they needed it. Now, Buffalo's really good, and I was nervous about the game, but there was also calmness, if that makes sense, like where I just thought, you know what, Reed and Mahomes are not going to lose two games in a row. So I knew they could lose to Buffalo, tough matchup, but I was comfortable that they wouldn't lose back-to-back games. Yep. And it, weather was, you know, rainy and wet, um, and it wasn't the prettiest game, but Chiefs had the ball for 15 more minutes. They had almost 300 more yards of offense. They ran 20-something more plays. So it was a pretty dominant performance, actually. And they went against the grain of how they always play. And they were just running the ball like crazy, mm-hmm. not even trying to pass it. Uh, did you say th- 300 more yards than they Buffalo had, or they 300 had, I think total. they had like 260 more yards than Buffalo. Wow. So almost 300 more yards. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it was in time of possession, total plays. It was a dominant performance. And the line, they were down, I think, three linemen at one point in the game yesterday. Wow. And, and they just... And what was great is... It was working, so keep going with the game script. It was working. Yep, absolutely. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the weather maybe factored in they're not passing as much. I imagine. But it was almost like, hey, Buffalo, here's what we're going to do. And they just kept on doing it. So it was great to see them get back on track because here's the thing. They, they almost lost to the Chargers, went in and smacked Baltimore. Lost the Raiders, went in and smacked Buffalo. So those are two of the best teams in the AFC, and they've gone on the road after two weekends, before two, or game the, the week prior, not looking very good, and came out looking like world beaters. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Not, not to take anything away from the Chiefs and what they did either. It did seem like Josh Allen was a little less accurate, and, and I think that's been the case. At the start of the season, he was blowing up the stat line, connecting on a lot of passes that he wasn't so much last year, and there's a lot of talk about how accurate he's been. But this last game and the game prior, he hasn't been as on point with some of those passes, and that might have been, again, could have been weather-related, or it might be he's back to his old ways of being a little less accurate. Well, they've lost a few in a row now, and uh, he didn't look very good. I think it halftime he had maybe 22 23 yards passing wow but it was it was a good win they needed that you know the, a, the afc if you look there's a what, pittsburgh's five and oh tennessee's five and oh baltimore's five and one i mean it's going to take a lot of wins to get home field and you know again with the new playoff format only one team gets a bye yep so it's going to be crucial you know sure mm-hmm. so it was a big win yeah it was great to see i'm excited they go to denver this weekend you know the broncos won a couple in a row defense is playing well they have a ton of injuries but uh you know I like to think the Chiefs are going to kind of get rolling again here. We'll see what they can do. With the Broncos? Yeah, that shouldn't be. You hope that that's an easy game for them. I hope it is. It's division on the road. You know, no fans, maybe, yeah. but altitude. Yep, yep. But the Chiefs have beaten Denver nine straight times. Oh, wow. So at some point, I mean, Denver's do. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And they're playing with house money. They have injuries. and They're, not, they're down. I think they're, the line is maybe eight. eight. It start, I think the line uh, in Vegas was nine and a half last week. Then Denver beat New England and dropped to eight and a half. I think now it's like sure. seven and a half. But I saw okay. a stat. This is only the third time since like 1970 or something that Denver has been almost an eight-point dog at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure. So it's, it's, rare, it's rare to be this big of a favorite going into Denver. Yeah, so, in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, think, I think the Chiefs are going to get back on track, but this is more concerning game for me than Buffalo. You think? I do. Just what? Denver style of play on defense. Not so much offensively, but Denver style of play. They know the Chiefs. They play them twice a year. Yeah. They've won two in a row. I, 
Buffalo's a better team than Denver, but this one worries me more than Buffalo did. Huh. Just that's just yeah. how I feel yeah. about it. Yeah, your gut, your 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 fandom, and and then the fact that it's divisional, anything can happen, right? Yeah. So it'll be. Uh, we'll see what they can do. And they got the Jets and the Panthers after that, so they they can go into the bye with you know looking at eight and one if they can get yeah. to Denver. I think oh, yeah. so. That's very feasible. So I think something we both agree on is uh, enjoying when the Cowboys lose. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So they're horrible. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. They're absolutely horrible. <laughs> yep. But if the playoffs started today, they would get a home game. Silly. They're two and four, and they would get a home game. Is this the worst division in the history of football? It has to be. Well, I, I don't know about it has to be because I don't. I don't know. My history isn't uh, isn't as sharp as, as yours might be or others. But uh, absolutely, it's it's terrible from the top down. And 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 losing Dak Prescott. I mean, I, I was feeling throughout the season like they're putting up all these yards and all these points. And sure, their defense is terrible, but they're going to get on track. They're going to start winning some games. Uh, now you watch Andy Dalton out there, and it really—I mean, it's only his first full game, but he didn't look sharp at all, and and so it's got to be pretty depressing on the Dallas end. And who who's going to come out and win that division? Do you think it'll be Dallas? Well, I think four and twelve might win that division. <laughs> they're just their only wins are going to get when they play each other. I still think Dallas is the most talented team. Yeah. But what's interesting, if you. I mean, because I think the Giants and Redskins are two of the worst teams in football. Definitely. But they are right. I mean, they play on Thursday. The Giants and I believe the Giants and Redskins play Thursday. Okay. Yep. The winner of that game is right in the division race. Yeah. And the Giants haven't even won yet. Right. So I, oh, I the think. The Giants are one and five. Oh, are they one and five? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Who did yep. they beat? I don't recall that. Okay. Did the league just give them a win because <laughs> they felt bad for them? <laughs> they must have. Yeah. They yeah. Must they, have. Are they one and five? They, they did beat somebody? Yep. Oh, jeez, yep. wow. I just yep. assumed that entire division had won a game yet. No. Well, and the Eagles, I mean, if anybody's going to contend with the Cowboys, I think it's the Eagles. Yeah. And, and they've been really banged up. Uh, you know, they're getting Deshaun Jackson back. They got that young kid that's looking good on, on offense. Um, they're getting Jalen Rager back soon. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the Maybe state Jeffrey. is of their offensive line. Yeah, I don't know that it helps much. Yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> he's past, he's past, his, his best days are behind him. But I, I, I still have a lingering. There's been a lot of negative talk about Carson Wentz, and I still have some lingering hope in him. I, I think he's he's good between the ears. He's athletic. He hasn't had a lot of time to run around. But I still have some faith in the Eagles, not as a, like a solid contender by any means, but in this division. So there was, it was, I think the year after Seattle, or I'm sorry, the year after the Saints won the Super Bowl. So this has been, what, nine, ten years ago maybe? The Saints were eleven and five. Okay, they finished second in the division. Seattle was seven and nine and won their division. So you had eleven and five New Orleans going oh, wow. into seven and nine Seattle. But do you remember? Do you remember that was beast mode? Marshawn Lynch's run. Oh, do you remember sure. That, do you remember that run? Where yeah. He, yeah. My point is, you're going to have a ten and six, eleven and five team going into maybe a six and ten yeah. NFC East winner. Yeah, yeah, which right. is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. And you're going to have three or four teams with nine wins that. They don't they have they don't get in because right. anyway I mean it is what it is that's the way the the divisions are set up and the playoff format set up but yeah it's are it's, you, are, it's you, are you implying that you'd like to see it different where, where just the top eight teams go in or well, I top... wish uh, I don't know I wish they did something different because uh, here's the thing though it's you can't change it yearly because if I mean two years from now the NFCs might be a lot better I mean I don't really think it will be but I'm just saying <laughs> right. so if you make a change now but then in three years from now the reason you made that change that division is much better it kind of defeats right. the purpose no, but no. yeah. It's just, it's silly to me, though, if a team is, is going to have six or seven wins and get a home game, but you have three or four teams with nine wins that don't get in. Right. That just doesn't seem right to me. Yep. And it's obviously unbalanced schedule. It's not fair. But I just, they're, you're being rewarded for playing. I mean, right now, those are four of the worst. I, I don't care. Dallas is one of the yeah. worst teams in football right now. Yeah. They're, they're oh, not yeah. good. Oh, yeah. They're not good. Yep, I agree. So you have one division that's four of the worst teams in football. I don't care what people think of Philadelphia, what people think of Dallas. Mm -hmm. They're not very good. And they're just all playing each other. Well, automatically, one of them gets to win the division. And you're gonna have other teams that have three former wins that don't get in. Yep. So I don't know. It just the division was horrible last year. Eight and eight won the division last year. Did it? Yeah. Wow. Eight and eight won the division last wow. year. So anyway, I mean the league will never change the format, but they should. No, no, there's some rebuilding to do though. So do you want to talk about the Vikings? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> Moving on. Um, we'll, we'll stay in the NFC North though. Sure. Sure. So a lot of people love to rag on the Bears, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But they're five and one. Yep. And they're playing very good defense. They are. You know, Tampa kind of exposed the Packers last week. It was, hey, just, it's going to happen. Just, a, just, it's like last year, the Packers, they didn't match up well with the Niners. They looked completely overmanned or outmanned against Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So it could be a matchup problem as well. Yep. Tampa's defense is really good. But do you think Chicago at 5 and 1 is a legitimate threat? Can they win the division over Green Bay? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> 
Moving on. No, <laughs> no, just no. no, explain why. Explain why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just, I'm not, a, I'm not, honestly, I'm not a big fan of, of either team as a whole. And of course, I'm in the division, so I've got some built-in hatred for the Bears, Packers, and Lions. Why, why even bother hating them? Because they're not very good for a long time. Uh, but, you know, the, the Bears schedule so far, they beat the Lions. They beat the Giants. They beat who I thought was a decent team, the Falcons, but they've proved to not be good. So their first three wins were against really bad teams. Yeah. And, and then, uh, well, they lost to the Colts, and then they beat the Buccaneers, which is a, you know, that's a sizable win. That's, that's something to hang your hat on. But moving forward, they've got the Rams on Monday night, which is going to be a huge game. Rams Ooh. are pretty solid. They've kind of shifted gears into a run heavy and, and beat you up with defense a bit team. So that's going to be big on Monday night. And then after that, they have the Saints and the Titans. And, and after that, it gets to be very divisional, which they should do well in the division. Okay. But yeah, so they've got kind of a tough upcoming schedule. But really, I think the reason that, that you know, these teams that are, have awesome defenses, defenses win championships, they can get you far. And, and oftentimes it seems like they, they historically have kind of a game manager quarterback. But I, I don't think that Foles is the answer. Certainly Trubisky's not. I don't think Foles, watching him play this, uh, yesterday against, uh, uh, or two days ago against the Panthers, he didn't seem super sharp, didn't seem super accurate. And, and then the running game. So if you have a, a Derrick Henry type running back and your defense is awesome, you probably don't need much of a quarterback. But, but they don't have that either. They don't have a power running back. They don't have a great running game, it doesn't seem like. So I think they're short on the offensive side enough to where they're not going to be dominant. Yeah, I think it's a great story so far. But here's the deal. Five and one and, and seven teams making the playoffs. You got to think they maybe only need to win probably four more games to get in. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? You're right. So they could really go on. They could really struggle here and still make the playoffs because they're already yep. five and one. Yep. And that's where full shines. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> get them in the big game and let them make a prayer happen. But I agree. I think, I think Green Bay was, it was, you know, a bad matchup for them. Tampa Bay was, was rolling. I still think Green Bay wins that division, but I think the Bears are actually going to make the playoffs. Five and one, they've got themselves off to such a good start. You, you got to win. I mean, could eight and eight get in? Maybe. Yep. But I, you got to think with seven teams, nine wins is going to get you in. And I, I think the Bears can get four more wins. Yep. Oh, absolutely. They, they play the Vikings, uh, Lions. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, I agree. I but, don't have much hopes for them in the playoffs, but I, I agree. But yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy because, you know, they benched Trubisky. Foles isn't playing much better, but yet they've won a couple in a row. Because stat, stats-wise, he's not playing much better than Trubisky. Yep. But... You know, they're getting a lot of out of Montgomery. The D's playing well, but you're right. They got handed those first three games were yeah. not tough games. So you're, no. you're given three wins almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So another team that uh, I'm enjoying not seeing do well. We talked about Dallas earlier, but how about New England? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the ups. In my opinion, Denver going, I mean, Denver didn't have, so we already know about their injuries, right? But mm-hmm. they didn't have Fant this weekend. They didn't have Gordon this weekend. And they go into New England, who who had extra time off. I guess mm-hmm. Denver did as well. Yep. Got Cam back, and yep. they they were up fifteen to three, I think, until you know New England made it close at the end. Okay. Yep. Yep. They, don't, you, they don't look very sharp. Uh, well, I think it's the first time since two thousand one that the Patriots have been below five hundred. Okay. This far this far into the season, they're two and three. Yep. But but in two thousand one, they were two and three. I think that was Brady's first year, and they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Sure. So I don't think sure. it's gonna happen again. But this this nineteen years since they've been Whoa. five weeks in and under five hundred. Right. That's kind of wild. You know, I remember Brady had some teams where he had some pretty explosive offenses, but then he had some teams where where he kind of carried the team without uh, awesome weapons. But is there a team that has less weapons on offense than the Patriots? I mean, Edelman, it sounds like he's had more drops than he leads yeah. the league in drops this year. I, I heard, Does he really? I heard that he leads the league in, in drops. Nikhil Harry has been underwhelming since he came into the league. He's in his second year now. You expect him to take yeah. that step forward. Yeah. Uh, their running back is like a carousel. I mean, James White is a nice receiver out of the backfield. Burkhead's Burkhead. But, they, yeah. you know, Sony Michelle, they, they don't really have any dominant players in the backfield. They're, they're tight ends, a uh, couple of rookies. Who's, you know, rookies. That's a good point. They, they just don't have much for weapons. And, and, and so they throw Cam in there, who is not the kind of prolific passer that Tom Brady can be and make mediocre guys look good, uh, it doesn't look good for them moving forward. I, that was a bad loss for them. That, mm-hmm. that was a really bad loss at home against a banged up different team. And to lose that one, that, that, was, that, that changes my I was really high in New England. At 2-2, two and two, I was like, man, they're, they're still one of the better teams in the AFC and they're going to be scaring the playoffs. Yep. But that was a bad loss to, a, to a, again, a banged-up Denver team. So yep. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, you don't want to overreact, but I'm, I'm off New England a, a little bit yeah. after who, who seeing them it, lose uh, to Denver. In addition to the, the injuries on, on the defensive side, I mean, that's kind of what carried them last year. Remember how dominant they were on defense last year? Well, they had like year? eight opt-outs, too. They were, the they were hit the hardest with opt-outs yeah, this offseason. Yeah, Hightower. I yep. mean, I mean, uh, Patrick Chung. Patrick, yeah, those are two uh, elite. One of the, maybe their best lineman or second best lineman. I can't leave his name now. But they had some, they were, they were hit the hardest with, Opt-outs for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that was uh, anything to do with tanking, hoping for a quarterback for the future? or uh, They wouldn't play that way, would so they? So I know that's been thrown around, but I cannot see Belichick. Yeah. Can you imagine him walking in the locker room and, or having meetings with guys and saying, hey, 
I want you to give up the season. I want you right, to. Right. I just. It's not their. It's not their. Plus, their, I yeah. really think that Brady and Belichick have this battle of I can do it without you. Yep. And right now, Brady's looking Brady's, better. Brady's winning for that sure. battle. But mm-hmm. you know, those egos were, hey, I can do this. Yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. I'm the reason right. we were doing. We were a dynasty. You're right. You're right. Those opt outs. They just had must have had some guys that were elite studs that were really cared and concerned about the the COVID. Or maybe they had family members that were close to them. It, it's unfortunate they took such a big hit. Yeah, but. It is nice to see them struggling a little bit. So <laughs> I bet as a Chiefs fan, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Keep, sure. them out, keep them out of the playoffs because there's there's still something about New England though. And it, it's 20 years of of just seeing it happen. But yep. if New England had to come to Arrowhead in the playoffs, I'd still be a little nervous though. Absolutely, I'd still be nervous that Belichick is going to do something. You know, I, I threw the stat out there that since Mahomes has been starting, this was a couple weeks ago, but since Mahomes has been starting, they've had three games where they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. Oh wow! All three in New England. Really. That's not coincidental. Wow. They, I mean, they just, Belichick just, he takes your best weapons away. He, he, he takes away your strength and, and he throws different things at you. So yep. I hope they don't make the playoffs. But again, who wants to really play New England in the playoffs? Yep. No. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope, I don't. All right. So this just came out a few hours ago and I'm completely surprised because the Dolphins are three and three. They've won a couple in a row. They're actually surprising. Well, in the playoff race, but only one game back in the division and Buffalo looks a little vulnerable now. Yep. And they just benched Fitz magic and are going to Tua. What are your thoughts? I know you're a big Tua fan. I, I am a big Tua fan. And, and you know, <laughs> Fitz magic has been playing great. And everybody loves him, right? I mean, I think everybody, you know, the, the brass on down, the players, everybody likes Fitz Magic. He, he just does, he throws caution in the wind the way he plays. It seems like he's a really good leader. He went to Harvard, right? A very intelligent guy. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like a pretty surprising move. But uh, coming out of college prior to his hip injury, Tua, I mean, <laughs> he can zip the ball. Oh, yeah. I, I, I listened to a, a, a discussion with uh, Terrell Owens, went and, and uh, played with him in Alabama for a little while, just catching balls with him and Jerry Judy and kind of a workout thing. And Terrell Owens said he has never caught balls from somebody that was more accurate. He said early in, early in the workout session, he had one kind of arid pass. And then after that, like they talked about it, and he said every single pass for a couple of hours of throwing and catching work, just dimes on the spot, tight spirals. And, and when you watch his tape and you watch him, even though with the driver two he had uh, this weekend, he looks sharp. Well, he's, he's lefty, which always makes it more interesting. He's shifty. He's small. Yep. I mean, I think, I think he's more than just an Alabama product. And that hip injury, you know, set him back a little bit. But I'm I'm just shocked because their division race, playoff race, Dolphins are playing well. They're onto something, and they bench a veteran who's been doing yeah. this for years. I I'm really surprised. I think it's a them deciding to try to win this year, right? I mean, I think most people had them written off. They've got all these draft picks. They're young. They're bad on defense. They, I keep thinking they're good. a few years out. Yeah, right, yeah, right exactly. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people did. So if 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 Fitzmagic would have led them to to a one and five start maybe they stick with him for the rest of the year and let Tua learn. But they're like, hey, we're competitive. Let's get our best player at quarterback in and play. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to, because he just got in last week, what was he, two for two for nine yards, the final drive. Oh, okay, is that all it was? But, I, but I, what I'm going to say is, though, for them to make this move with the Dolphins 500, again, right in the thick of things, they've clearly seen enough in practice. Mm-hmm. We, know, we don't see all that stuff, right? We just see on Sundays, and they've clearly seen enough out of him that, that they realize how good he can be because otherwise... It's so rare to make this change. If they were one and five or two and four, and Fitz Magic has been playing horribly, mm-hmm. then I understand it. But I was I was really surprised at the news. But it's, it's a unique move. I don't remember the last time. When was the last time you remember a quarterback getting benched for for playing well? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know what quarterback should get benched? Kirk Cousins. Kirk, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and there's your Viking. And there's your Viking start for the week. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know who's on the the, the bench to, to back him up, but I don't care. I I, I agree. Through what he threw three picks in the first half. Just sloppy. I you know, just had so little he threw some, you know, He threw maybe a garbage touchdown or something, or maybe yeah. it wasn't a garbage yeah. touchdown. Yeah, but. You know, his stats weren't that bad at the end of the game. I mean, he had three picks in the first half, so I'm sure his QBR rating probably sucked. But but he, he threw some touchdowns and some yards because it was garbage time, and you yeah. had to chuck the ball around the field. It's pretty disappointing, though, too. We weren't able to get Madison going. I, I think everybody thought oh. Madison does a really good job. I had him in, like, a couple fando lineups this weekend. Yeah. I was feeling good about that. I, I've, I've, in the past, thought, okay, I love Dalvin Cook, but watching Madison, because he gets, like, 30% of the carries or something. I mean, they give him the ball sometimes. He's when, explosive. When he looks great. Yeah. And, and my mindset prior to this last weekend was, well, if, you know, if Madison goes in, I feel pretty comfortable with that, and I still do, but he's not Dalvin Cook. So, Julio, real quick. Julio... It's crazy. He gets like 100 catches a year, 1,600 yards, and he has like four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's a cra- it's, it, that's one of the most baffling things to me is, and he's like a big, dominant, fast guy, right. and he doesn't get many touchdowns. But then you see on Sunday, like 
Oh, there he is. Like, yeah. he decided to show up against... I mean, he might not have another touchdown the rest of the season. Right. But he had two against <laughs> Minnesota. Right, right. Throw him in against some rookie cornerbacks. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, our secondary sucks. Um, I actually... So, you do fantasy. Yep. We're, we're actually in a couple leagues together. I actually... The league we're not in. I'm in three leagues. The, the league we're not in. I traded Julio for four picks. Oh, wow. Uh, about two weeks ago. It's a dynasty league? Dynasty league. I traded Julio. I got a first-round pick, two seconds, and a third. Wow. But I thought, you know what? He's going to be 32. He's always no. banged up. I think they're going to blow up that team soon anyway. Yes. But that sounds like a steal to me. Well, I was okay with it. I yeah. was okay with it. Four picks for Julio? Yeah. I don't know. First and two seconds? I mean, you could have three viable starters moving forward. But let's talk about fantasy football, though. I mean, fantasy football is huge. I'm in three leagues. There's nobody I, I know that doesn't do fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I do FanDuel. A couple, I try to do a couple lineups a week. I know you do. You, you, yep. you bet on games as well. Yep. DraftKings, same thing. No, it's FanDuel. So let's talk about, let's talk about fantasy. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan, and uh, I had a discussion with my son a couple of weeks ago, and, and while we were talking, I came to the realization that I am definitely a bigger fan of fantasy football than I am of football itself, and he got upset. He's nine, and it's, I know it sounds terrible. It, that it, upsets me as well. I'm sure it does. It's, but it, it, at one in five, I understand <laughs> your thought process, because I know that's what it is. I'll say it for you. <laughs> it could be. It could be that yeah. the Vikings are terrible, and that's part of it. And, and honestly, if they were five and one, I, I might not be singing that same tune, but the reality is... I have found myself getting deeper and deeper into fantasy football, especially the last couple of years with Dynasty Leagues and, and then the Daily Fantasy Leagues. Those two formats, different from what I used to play, are, are really intriguing. And so as I was telling him that, I was realizing it was true. And part of it hurts. It hurts coming out like because I feel like I'm... And I am. I love football. I can watch any game that's not Vikings, and I'll watch it from beginning to end if I'm not pressed to do other things. And I just enjoy it. It's, it's, it's like an art watching these guys make these crazy catches and the tackles and the gaming and the scheming. It's just a beautiful thing. Uh, so I love football, don't get me wrong, but I really, really like fantasy football. And I think that the main reason I like it so much is it's it's competition. We're competitive oh, by man. nature. I know you are. Oh man! Uh, you know we go play some racquetball or basketball. Oh, we yeah. all want to win. Hate losing. And that's the difference with fantasy football versus real football. I, I'm a fan of the football game. I can watch, but I can't dictate anything of what the Vikings do or don't do. I can't say bench cousins and there's somebody's going to listen to me. When I'm playing fantasy football, yes. you get that feeling of like being the commissioner or being the general manager. You get to pick your team. You get to compete against others, and then and then you get to brag if you do well or or you know not if you don't. And and so that piece of it to me, I think the competitiveness is why I've kind of shifted into having more passion for fantasy football than regular football. Well, clearly because we draft players, we make free agent acquisitions, we do trades. We could probably run some actual NFL teams better than other man- owners, don't you think? We like to think that, but absolutely I mean, not. I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel like I could run the Jets, and they they'd be doing better. I, I do. That's probably true. Okay. Yeah, but you probably would not still have Adam Gase employed right now. If no, you ran he'd be the Jets. fired. He'd be fired. Yeah, he he he'd be the first uh, move I would make is to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do. I'm in a, just a regular standard Yahoo league that I've ran for about 18 years now. Wow. PPR, just your standard, you know, positions. That's a lot of fun. And there's, you know, you're in that one, $150, you know, what, 12 guys. So $1,800 in the pot. That's, that's a lot of fun. But I'm now in a couple dynasty leagues and I'm not sure what to think of them because I, I, I don't know. I didn't do my homework on the one we drafted last year. I didn't realize you could play two quarterbacks and I didn't do like the last 10 picks because it was like a 20 pick draft. And I was like, ah, whatever. I'll just do the first 10 picks. And oh. well, now I'm regretting that. Yeah. Because my team's horrible. Oh, yeah. But I wondered why guys were taking quarterbacks so early. And then I realized after the draft that you can play two quarterbacks, which I wish I had known that because that makes a massive difference. No, it's huge. It's huge. They call it super flex, right? You have, yes. you have flex options. Flex meaning you can plug in any type of player into that. And super flex meaning that can include a quarterback. But but by nature, just the, the basic math is that these quarterbacks are going to average you know, 18, 20, 22 points a game where the other positions will average less. So if you can have two in your starting lineup, you should have two in your starting lineup every week if you can. Well, I think the league we're in, the guy I just played this weekend, he has Mahomes and Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously? Yeah. Like I had Garoppolo. And yep. Sam Darnold. Sure. Not playing. Um, <laughs> and the other league I'm in, a guy has Mahomes, and I forget who else, But he's got, he's got like two of the top eight quarterbacks that he starts every week. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. But I, sh- I wish I had known, because now I'm stuck. I'm stuck, right? Because my pride and ego is like, okay, I'm going to get out of this, but I don't have a lot to work with. <laughs> and right. because you have 20, 30 guys on the roster, it's not like your regular standard Yahoo League that's every, every year. Yep. There's not guy. Listen, in our Yahoo League... Bi-week fill-ins, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. You can go on any week, pick up a guy that's going to get you 8 to 10 points yes. easily. Yes. There is nobody. I had to go pick up, what's his name? Is it Mike or Matt Boone? Mike Boone. 
Mike Boone from the from the from the Vikings. Yeah. I had to go pick him up this week, just hoping in that league he'd give yeah. me something. And you started him, and and I don't blame I you for doing so. I mean, I thought he would have got 10, 12 well, carries like Madison normally does. Let's let's be honest. I I did take over for a guy. This is my second week. I did take over for a guy that hadn't really been doing well or checking his lineup. He didn't even because I love the challenge. Yeah. and he has about five good guys, and the rest of them are horrible. So I'm I'm because people are like that Boone. You're playing Boone. Why? Well, I, I had it's, I'm it's, it's, here. It's, it's rebuild mode, and and the reality is in, in that league, like you said, when when you have a deeper league, you got twelve or fourteen teams versus ten, and then you've got twenty roster spots instead of twelve or thirteen or whatever. You know, it's more typical. Like you said, there's nobody on the waiver wire that you can just plug and play. There's zero starting quarterbacks available, so you can't stream quarterbacks. You can't stream tight ends like you do in traditional leagues. You really have to build it from the ground up, and it's going to take you some time. Load up. I think I have like two first round picks, three second round picks. So I'll try to go through the draft yeah, for sure. You're going to have to. So it's interesting because. You hear NFL players, you know, I'm not on Twitter, but they'll tweet or they'll get, they'll make comments about it, like fantasy football. Like a guy doesn't do well and he'll comment on how he let his fans down and sometimes apologize. Other guys get defensive and say, don't draft me, don't use me. Yeah. It's interesting because you know these NFL players, that's, you wonder how big, how much are they thinking about actually fantasy football? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when they're playing their games, they got to be focused on what they're, but you know, they're not supposed to do fantasy, I believe, because they're... Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I suppose, or can well, you? Maybe well, you can. No, no I, I imagine... Can I, you gamble if you're... I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I wouldn't hmm. be surprised if they were omitted from like the daily fantasy leagues yes. or, or high dollar but leagues. But they could probably like do... That. I would think that with their buddies and their family, they could play a, a normal a league. But but no, you're right. That's that's an interesting... It's become such a big thing. It's huge. I mean, I mean, like you said, 18 years ago you were playing. That was like when it was newer, or, or at least not newer, but it was starting to become more prevalent 20 years ago. And, and that was fun. But in the last four or five years, it's gone from a big thing to a really, really big thing. Uh, I, I checked Wikipedia because I was curious, like, how big is this as a business or how big is it as a thing? And they talked about it being like a 9 or $10 billion a year industry. And it said that 20% of Americans that are older than 18 play fantasy fantasy sports, not just fantasy football, but the fantasy football is far and away the biggest sporting for fantasy. That's unbelievable. 20% of 18-year-olds or older in Amer- in Americans play fantasy sports, and that includes females, so so you figure it's Are you probably, talking like FanDuel, DraftKings? Yeah, or, or your year-long leagues or your dynasty sure, leagues. I mean, sure. There's a lot of different ways to play it, and that's part of the appeal. Um, but, but people like to people like to gamble, and it's not just about the money. It's like wanting to win, building but, that roster. So... I have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people. Like, I would rather, for me, it's not a comparison. I'd rather the Chiefs be winning than my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Now, if they both win, that's great. Right. But I know a lot of people, and I know you had mentioned that as well, but, but you're a Vikings fan, though. Yes. Okay? I know people that don't have care in the world about actual teams, could care less. Yeah. But they're diehard fantasy. Sure. Like, you got to think, for the, you know the NFL loves fantasy, because if there wasn't fantasy, oh, yeah. they would have a lot less appeal. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. I know a ton of people that could actually care less how teams do. They are solely all about fantasy football. And then there's FanDuel and there's DraftKings. And I love that we talked about this the other day. I set my FanDuel lineup, I have a couple every week. And oh, I submit that. And I'm like, whoo, Shelly, we're about to win a million this week. <laughs> We're about to be rich. Go buy furniture. Let's buy another house. Go get a new car. Right. And it's a horrible week for score. I don't get it, come even close to placing in the money. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. But I'll do it again Sunday. I'll set my laps. I'll be like, honey, go buy yourself yeah. something nice because we're about to make some money. It's absolutely. And it never works out that way. It's funny. But I'm, funny. you're the same way. Is, oh. Do you ever set a lineup and you're not like, I'm about to win some it's money? It's never been mediocre. It's always been the winning, the winning one. And I always feel like there's something I know that other people don't. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I just picked this guy. Nobody knows about him. He's going to go off. Right. And I'm like, wait, you, you got two points? What? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's obviously a whole lot of chance in that, but but it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun to go through that process. And there's so much, so many different strategies, right? A lot of people take a quarterback and pair it with one of his receivers or tight end and stack them and, and hope that those two guys go off or, or or you might be somebody who's going to you know, draft the high-end expensive guys that you almost know have a high floor they're going to produce, and then you have to find a couple of guys that don't cost you very much money from your budget, and they're going to outperform expectations, and you feel good about picking that guy that outperforms. Or you shift over to, I'm going to have most of these guys at the $5,000 range and a bunch of mediocre guys and hope they all play above their expectations. Uh, so there's a lot of strategy that goes into it, and that's part of why it's so darn fun. Is to, is, but, but you're right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said well, a bad hold lineup. Well, on, no. I, I, Maybe I'm... Are we allowed to talk about, you can say as much as, as you want or as little as you want, but you, last year, was it week two or three? You don't have to say, but yeah. you, you did pretty well, though, in a, in a, you did pretty well in a, in a lineup, though. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that'd be the, the highlight of my fantasy football career so far, far and away, and likely will be in 20 years from now when I look back. The best thing that ever happened to me was, was uh, on a DraftKings lineup. Uh, you know, they, you can kind of pick your odds, which is another cool thing about the fan duel and, and DraftKings, the daily fantasy leagues is based off of how many entrants there are you can kind of pick and choose your your you know uh how how probable it is you do or don't win uh but this was one of these three dollar 
entries. There are 675,000 people that entered the thing. And as a Chiefs fan, you'll appreciate this. I had uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes paired with Travis Kelsey and McCole Hartman. Oh, I knew, I knew when I brought this up that that was going to be mentioned. Come on now. <laughs> Otherwise, you, knew, you didn't realize my angle right there? It is pretty Chiefs forward, man. I, I tell you what. So, so I'm, I'm doing my normal thing where I look at my phone every you know, three to five minutes. I'm watching the games. It's starting to look really good with this lineup. But at the same time, you, know, you can get excited. You can be in first or third place out of 100,000 people and feel excited. But if it's you know, the third quarter, it doesn't mean anything because those fourth quarter nothing. touchdowns are going to change nothing. everything. Yeah. So don't get excited. Yeah. So I'm kind of in that mode where it's like, okay, I'm up, upwards close of 200 points, which is a pretty good day and I still have player minutes remaining. I got some guys that are still going and uh, I, I went and jumped in the shower like, okay, I just need to relax, uh, take a break from the game. And again, I had McCole Hartman and Patrick Mahomes going. They'd already both done really well. McCole uh, Hartman hit a couple big balls. So I get in the shower. My son comes running. There's dad, Mahomes just threw another deep touchdown, 80 yards to McCole Hartman. I think it was week two or week three. Uh, Probably week two against the Raiders, I think. Okay. They had like, I think Mahomes had four touchdowns in the second quarter. Okay. That's I think, that's, I think, that's, well, that's I think we it. talked about this before, though. That's why I know that. Okay. Yeah, well, I, you, I remember that. Your memory is amazing. Well, I know it was week two, and he dropped four touchdowns, but I think that's the game that won you that money, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I'm, oh, you're kidding me. Mahomes hit Hartman again. Uh, I come out of the shower, running out of there, like, look at the TV, and they end up calling it back because LaShawn McQuay held somebody on the play, didn't need to hold him. It wouldn't have affected Mahomes' and pass. I, I, I think it was kind of a questionable call anyway, or was yeah. it, it was yeah. a good oh, call? No, no, it was no. garbage. Yeah. Garbage. So anyway, had, had that connection happened, it would have been a different outcome. As it was, out of 675,000 people, I got fifth place. So on my $3 buy-in, I got $15,000 return on investment, and, and I was just ecstatic. Off of $3. $3 turned into 15000 on one little fantasy game. Now, you know, over the course of time, I might end up spending $15,000 after 10 or 20 years, but no, I, I feel like I have freedom to play for a while now, and... and uh, that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, 15 and, off $3? And had that other touchdown happen? That's I what I was going to ask you. $100,000. I would have won $100,000 oh. if they didn't call back that play, and so, I would have won so, by weight. So 15 off three is ridiculous. Yeah. You're telling me, had they not called that, which was questionable anyway, yep. penalty on McCoy, yep. you would have won $100,000. I would have won $100,000, and, and I normally am playing, you know, these are these $3 ones with lots of players. I almost always play one or two $20 buy-ins that have like 200000 and those are the ones that pay a million to first place. Had I used that same lineup... In the million dollar one, I would have won a million dollars, even without the touchdown being called back. Like the top, because again, it was 675,000 people and the million dollar competition was 200,000 people. The top seven or eight highest scores would have all taken first place in the million dollar one. So anyway, that's all bygones. Because bygones every week, there's people that are, you know, you could have, would have, should have happened all the time, but I still landed 15K on a $3 buy-in. Yeah, that's unreal. Unreal. I won $9 twice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's talk about, we can talk about that a little bit. It reminds me of my dad. You know, my dad's been playing the, the Minnesota State Lottery <laughs> ever since I was a little kid. I, I mean, he's always played. Like Wednesday or Saturday, it was Powerball, and he's got a couple different games. But but he's such a humble and quiet guy, and that's kind of his thing on Wednesday night or Saturday night. Yeah. And just like you were saying earlier, Shelly, go buy some furniture. I set the right lineup. <laughs> he, he'd be like, hey, son, you know, after Wednesday, you won't have to work anymore. Yeah. He's been saying that for years. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, it's, yeah, well. It's, you always feel good about it, and I, yeah. obviously I've won a little more than nine dollars. Nowhere near fifteen thousand, which is unbelievable. But I have to tell you, so week one this year, or week one, game one, Houston, Kansas City, right? So they had, I think they had a special. So it was like thirty-five, or you know, uh, three and a half million dollars was in this lineup. Okay, and it was nine dollars maybe. So I had a couple lineups in, but I was with, and I remember taking a screenshot, and my heart was pounding, and I sent to a couple people with six minutes left in the game. All I saw was, because I, I wasn't checked, because the Chiefs are, you know, I, I never want to have my phone on me or check fantasy or check anything else when the Chiefs are playing, yep. but game was in doubt now, or the game was, wasn't in doubt. Chiefs are up 14 points late in the game, so I checked my phone. Well, I see that I see the number one next to my, my, uh, my team oh. for FanDuel. Well, the rest of my lineup's not loading, though, but I know number one was a million dollars. My heart was, my stomach like sank and my heart was pounding and I put my phone down and I stood up and I'm like, I started sweating on my forehead. No, I'm not making this up. This was week one this year. Uh I'm like, am I about to win a million dollars? Now you got to think if, you know, if there's three and a half million in the pot, I was at 800,000. I forget how many people, but you're bound to have the same lineup as some other people, right? So once I went back to check, composed myself, like check my drawers, honestly, it was $555. (laughs) Wow. 
that many people had the exact same lineup. Wow. First place was a million. I was tied for first, oh. but it was $555. Oh, for real? Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing a one game or two game. It was a one game. No, it was, it was the Texans That's Chiefs the, oh, game opener, the season opener. Got it, got right? it, got it, got but, it. But there was three and a half million in the pot, so first yeah. place was a million. Yeah. I see the one by my name, yeah. and I'm freaking out. I oh, put my phone sure. down. I'm sweating. Yeah. I honestly, I changed my pants. And you're <laughs> Seriously. I come back. I was about to tell Shelly, we're retiring right now. Yeah. Never have to work oh, again. No. Well, you can't do that on $555. You're split with, with, with 20,000 other people. or 50, Whatever 10, it was. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I saw the one, and I'm like, I'm about to be a millionaire. That's awesome. It was $555 because X amount of people had that lineup. Well, then Deshaun Watson, with a minute and a half to go, runs, a, runs in the end zone, and I, it takes me down to $92. Yes. <laughs> so that's how tough. That's how. But I've never... You know, it, it, even being tied for first was kind of cool. I've never done that well on the lineup. Yep. But yep. Well, that's awesome. That's, so, it's, so, it's so much fun. It's, it's so much fun. So much fun. But I, real quick, so I think it was 1999 or 2000, the very first year I did fantasy. My dad and I did a draft together. I think it was like $10, right? 20 years ago. And we missed, I was so mad too. We missed our first two picks, but this will take you back maybe. This was 2000, I believe. Our first two picks, we missed them. We didn't make it in time, were Travis Henry and Fred Taylor. Oh, wow. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Henry was with the Bills at the time, and Taylor was with the Jaguars. Yep, Jaguars. But so my very, I didn't, I did, my very first fantasy league, missed my first two picks. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> by the way, you owe me 10 bucks. <laughs> Venmo's fine. Um, but it was Travis Henry and Fred Taylor. Sure, nice. So that, like, we're old. Yeah, yeah. Notice oh, I, I lumped you in there? That's the, I'm telling the story, yeah, but I'm like, no, no. we're old. We are old. I, I mean, when I was first in it, and it's probably around that time. For, I mean, Priest Holmes was huge. Sean Alexander, the running back, had monstrous seasons. Uh, Ladani Tomlins, obviously, was, yeah, I, I think, uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts pretty religiously, and they're talking about like the greatest fantasy performances of all time. I think Ladanian Tomlinson had like two of the top five ever seasons in fantasy football for production because he was catching the ball before running backs were catching the ball a lot and would have, you know. How great would it have been? to be the people that came up with fantasy football. I mean, seriously? Come on. Yeah, okay. You're just sitting around, and you're like, hey, we should... People pay money, and you you win based off of points and touchdowns and receptions and... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like, the, I great. don't know who... I should look that up. I don't know who... And they've got to be loaded I, I did, now. I did look it up a little earlier. Uh, well, here, I've, I think I've got it in front of Tell, me. But, they, they had to have made money off this, right? Or well, did they not really... Know. Did they not... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I'd be interested to know if they like, uh, you know, copyrighted it and said, "Hey, this is the thing." But uh, according to Wikipedia here, it looks like a guy from the Oakland Raiders in 1962 in a hotel room. 62. Uh, Bill Tunnel and the Oakland Tribune reporter Scotty Sterling developed the rules that would eventually be the basis for modern day football. So yeah, 1962, and these guys were just betting amongst themselves. It was actually called the inaugural league was called the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League. I think prognosticator means like predicting or something, right? So so that's what it was called. Fantasy football used to be the G-O-P-P-P-L, Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League, and they did drafts. And that, so that's kind of how it originated. But yeah, if if they had, you know, trademarked oh, that yeah. or copywritten that to where which they Which I guess could, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy because you've got, you've got the NFL, which I think worldwide, soccer, football, however, I mean, yeah, which yeah. is the biggest. But here yeah. it's, here in the state, it's NFL by far. By ways. But fantasy, FanDuel. DraftKings, all these other gambling sites. Like, you know, I, I go to Vegas every year and love to throw some parlays around. And it just adds another element to the craze of football and sports in general. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's a lot of fun. Like, but real, real quick, for a team, for your Vikings to be one and five, listen, the Chiefs, before Reed got there, they were four and 12. They had a couple two and 14, or what was it? A couple two and 14 seasons, a four and 12 season. They, they were at the lowest of the low for their franchise. Yep. They'd had some of the worst three, four year stretches in the history of their, of the, of their franchise. So, but what helped me was like fantasy and gambling, like betting on games. Oh, but like, if you have a team right now that's not doing very well, like the Vikings, every week you can have your Yahoo lineups or your fantasy lineups. You can have your FanDuel lineups, your draft. I'm just saying, like, there's other avenues to get excited about on the weekends as opposed to just your team if they're not doing well. Oh, that that's just it. I mean, for me, when I started fantasy football, I mean, I was a big Vikings fan and I watched the other games, but not as intently. Once I started getting into fantasy football, I want to watch all the games because I want to have an understanding for, you know, is, is Allen throwing the ball more accurately or who's doing well? And it, and it makes all the games more fun. And now I feel like it's almost like necessary homework for me to do, right? If, if I want to do a good job in my fantasy leagues, I have to have a pretty good pulse on the second or third best wide receiver for from sure. each team. And who's the backup running well, if back? you're investing... Okay, so if I think about it, I'm in three leagues, 150. I'm spending 350 dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in, I'm 350 in a year in fantasy. That's and, and you know that's a good amount of money. But then there's the the return that you can get. But then there's just the weekly competitive. Don't want to lose. 
right? You set the lineup, you made the made the acquisitions, you made the changes, and and you don't like losing, right? Right, right. The money the money is helpful. Obviously, people tend to like to gamble, but I think they like to gamble because of the competition again. And for me, it's it, yeah, it's all about the breaking rights and or you know feeling good about putting that that lineup in that that gets in the top 10 or 20 out of a thousand people feels good. Yeah. I think it's, it's something that I'll, I'll, you know, do for a long time. And it's just, it's fun to, it's fun to, it's just, it's fun to gamble, right. Have the chance to win money. I mean, you hit a big last year. I, uh, almost became a millionaire actually $555, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, yeah, that's the closest I've ever been to winning a million dollars was, 555 if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Can I roll with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And dad, you owe me $10 still. (laughs) Again, I'm not, I'm not joking about that. Um, yeah, I love fantasy. My wife does fantasy. Does Christy do fantasy? Does she? No, no, I don't. She, I, but my, well, my wife is, your son does. Yep, he he's likes, nine. He likes. He's nine. He, he likes fantasy football. I, I know I probably shouldn't let my son gamble, and maybe I shouldn't say it out, outward on a podcast that my son gambles a bit. But I do let him play a one dollar or three dollar buy-in once in a while on these, and then he plays in the league with you. We had a team that that uh, went astray that he took over, and uh, and he, you know. He remembers stuff, and he's yeah. got he's got a good memory, and he recollects yeah. some of these things. So I think he does as good a job as I do. Uh, you know, as much as I talk about fantasy football and I love it, and I listen to podcasts and such, I'm not very good at it. Uh, I'll be the first. I'll be the first to say I don't, I don't win very often. <laughs> so all your research and homework isn't working no, out at all. It's, 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 it's really not. I got lucky last year on that one big win. Beyond that, I'm pretty average as far as <laughs> as far as you know championships and and efforts. But it, it doesn't take away from from how much I just enjoy the process. Well, don't don't feel too bad about letting your son throw a dollar or two around every now and then because after the Chiefs lost the Raiders last week, and I let my six year old drink with me, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Can't, can't. My wife's not listening, so it's okay. She doesn't. She doesn't support my stuff. She's not listening to this crap. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, well, let, so all right. So we're only. What are we? What are we at? Six weeks in. Yep. All right. So I, again, I think you're starting to get a pretty good feel. Like there's, you know, teams match up differently with others. It's like you know, it's like March Madness. It's all about matchups in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Same for the NFL. I mean, Green Bay doesn't match up well with San Francisco. Green Bay did not look like they matched up well with Tampa Bay at all. Like yep. there's just that just happens. So. Through six games, your unbiased power five, your top five teams, not projecting ahead, mm-hmm. right? Because okay. if I was projecting ahead, I'm having Kansas City one. It's going to be different, right? Yep. But right now, through six games, who's your top five? Oh man, I st- I still put Kansas City number one. I do. I, I mean, I, I know they're not. Uh, there's there's teams that are unbeaten, but teams are going to slip up, right? And and like you said earlier, I think the lost Oakland probably feeds and fuels their desire. Like, oh, oh we don't like that feeling. Let's, I think it was let's, a good thing. Let's not let that happen again. Yeah. So I, I still have Kansas City won. Um, after that, you know... Between, I think this game between Pittsburgh and Tennessee is going to be really telling because I think those guys are you know two and three for me and which order I don't really know but I'm going to go with Tennessee because I really like Tannehill. Yep. Um, although, wait, hold on, hold on, real fast, real fast. I don't mean to jump around here, yep. but speaking of Tannehill, can you? You said a little bit ago you're not good in fantasy, right? Can you tell your Tannehill story real quick? <laughs> no. You want to tell what happened with Jerk. Tannehill? <laughs> well, I just feel like it just yeah, you, so, you just pieced you kind of just walked into that a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, I did. So I mentioned. Let's go back just a second here. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, so my league that I my favorite fantasy football league is a dynasty league that we did last year. We started it, so we did the draft, and then dynasty means that you keep the same people all the time, and then you do draft of rookies and you trade and things. And I really like that because I enjoy enjoy. It. So anyway, it's super flex, meaning you should start two quarterbacks and you should probably have three starters on your roster or more. And I had three starters, uh, Josh Allen, who's doing great, Daniel Jones, who's not doing great, but his his, uh, uh, schedule this year was tough to start with, and then it gets better, so I had high hopes for Daniel Jones. And then I acquired Tannehill through a trade last year. I traded two second-rounders for Tannehill from this guy who's got a really good team. So I felt good about that. And then a guy in our league who had Fitzpatrick and uh, Trubisky, I thought, well, this guy's prime to trade away his number one draft pick for a quarterback when these guys go away. Preseason, I had that in my mind. So when the opportunity came, uh, Trubisky was swapped out. I went and offered him Tannehill for his first round pick. His team's pretty bad. I thought it'd be a top two or three pick, maybe four overall. And so I traded away Tannehill. And the, and this, second, the last, it's been two games now since then, right? Since I traded him. Yeah, okay. In those two games, he's gotten 30 points yeah. or more in each game. Like the two best games of his career. Yeah, so, so this sucks. It sucks double fold. It's a mistake times <laughs> two because my team is not scoring as many points. Yeah. And at the time, I was second best out of 12 teams. My team's not scoring as many points. Now his team is scoring more points. So that draft pick that I was so excited yeah. about is going to be instead of the number two or you, three you, overall. You might take a kicker with your. No, I'm kidding. Not <laughs> no, really. No, but I'm just no, saying. No, like, yeah, but no, no it, it right yeah. as of right now you're thinking long term. Yep. But at this moment, would you take that back if you could? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I would. And I, I also made uh, the same week another trade. I traded uh, Justin Jefferson for Jerry Judy, who I loved in the pre-draft process. 
but his system's not right for him to produce now. Maybe long term it's good. But would you would you trade Judy for Jefferson? So or Jefferson, Jefferson right now has been he's had a couple games he's gone off right. Yep, three in a row. I I I like Locke though. I he's 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 been banged up. You know he didn't start last year till the last five games. He's missed a few games this year. I feel like I I don't think that's it. Doesn't look good. The Tannehill one I I don't think was very good. Maybe yep. it's too early to tell with the Jefferson Judy because I I like Locke. Like sure. if you were telling me right now, which I don't think Cousins will be in Minnesota very long. Yep. But if you were telling me the next five years. It's Cousins, uh, Jefferson, or Locke, Judy. I will take Judy because I think sure. Locke is a better quarterback than Cousins okay. or will be a better quarterback. Yep. So I don't think that one's that bad because I think, and again, if you were doing a Yahoo one-year league, that's not good. Long-term, I don't think that's bad. Yep. That's my opinion. Okay. Because cool. I think Locke, I think Locke's gonna be pretty good when he's in there. Well, that, that's what I'm hoping for, and, and I had, maybe hadn't thought through. I mean, they got Fant and maybe he'll give you Tan back. back. Just try to send a trade back. I'll, and, and, I'll give you know. it a shot, but I think it's a long shot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So, try. so I got Kansas City one. Okay. Uh, number two for me is is between Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. So I'm gonna go Chiefs, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and then from there I've kind of got three way ish tie, maybe four, three. You know, Tampa Bay is up there for me. Uh, I, but well, you want for top five, so I need to decide. I think I'll go. Seattle at four and Baltimore at five. That's wow. That's interesting. So we didn't. I didn't know who you were going to pick. You know how I was going to pick. So here's the deal. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we were doing the power rankings from here, like how do I think it's going to end? I would have Kansas City one. Okay. Maybe I'm not trying to be a homer. Uh huh. So trying they did hard. lose to the Raiders. Yeah, they did lose to the Raiders. I'm going to have Tennessee one. Wow. Okay. Again, I think the Chiefs are the best team in football. Almost lose the Chargers. Thump the Ravens. Lose the Raiders. Thump the Bills. I think they have another level and a switch that they can just kind of go to yep. that nobody else has. That's my honest opinion. But they might not have it. Every, they might not bring it every week, though. They, I mean, you know what I mean? They get they got a little complacent and got humbled, and hopefully they get going again. But I'll have Tennessee one. I think the COVID thing, I think missing a week and a half of practice, they've looked really good. And they're playing very well, and they have a tough style. To, they're not sexy. They're not, like, flashy. They play a style that is 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 tough to defend, tough to game plan for. It's kind of that smash mouth where the league right now is so crazy plays and you're throwing for 350 yards a game and it's all offense. They are kind of defying how you play football or playing old school football, well, right? Look at what Derrick Henry did this yes. last week. Just oh a my gosh. Beast. Just a beast. And it, it's one thing to play great defense and have a running game, but now that Tannehill's there instead of Mariota, he can fling the ball around with accuracy and he's got a little bit of movement in his legs well, too. AJ Brown. Yeah. Vrabel's got the defense playing well. I mean, I think, yep. do, do you Smith. remember... I think uh, Henry retired Josh Norman. Was it was it when they played the Bills last Tuesday when he stiffed arm stiff sure. arm? Yeah. That was the nastiest stiff arm I've ever seen. Yeah, that was awesome. If I was Josh Norman, I would have just retired. Just toss him to the ground. Just retired. He had a good career, but I would just have hung it up. That was that was that was that was just downright disrespectful. Yes, great. Um, I'll have Tennessee one because they haven't lost yet. I'm gonna have Kansas City two. I'm gonna have Pittsburgh three. Okay. Seattle four and Baltimore five. So you did same top five. Yes. Just different order. To, yeah. Now. Again, I'm I'm putting KC two because I don't want to be a homer, and and I know I know in my heart where they stand, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just you know I'll play I'll play nice. How about that? But Tennessee Pittsburgh played this weekend. This was a game that was supposed to be a few weeks ago. It's in Tennessee, I believe. This is a massive game because you got to think tiebreakers are gonna be huge in the playoffs. But again, there are four or five AFC teams right now that these games are huge. So with one bye, who do you think wins between Pittsburgh and Tennessee this weekend? Oh. Well, did I did I just say Tennessee ahead of Pittsburgh? So I'm going to go Tennessee. Are you okay? It's in Tennessee. Uh, then, and they then, have maybe ten thousand fans. Maybe I'm definitely going to go Tennessee. Okay, then. I'm going I'm to go Tennessee. Although, yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. Uh, this is tough for me because Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's really good. Big Ben makes a massive difference. Mm-hmm. That defense is playing lights out. One of the best D's in the league. I mean, Connor's good. Juju's good. That how about that? What's his name? Uh, Claypool. Chase Claypool. Oh my gosh! And Juju's actually not doing much for. He's for, not for, really but, though. But you know, Claypool's doing awesome. He's a freak of nature. Tomlin's Tom, a great fast, coach. Strong. Tomlin's a great coach. And then Deontay Johnson, the second year guy that they have, he can really run some routes. So they, it's almost like they're doing fine without Juju because so, they got other weapons. So Pittsburgh. I, I again before the season started, I had them at ten or eleven wins. Right. So I had Pittsburgh. In the playoffs, I think I'm super high on them. The reason, actually, I put Tennessee one in this ranking is because I actually, I know I wasn't supposed to think ahead. I have Tennessee beating Pittsburgh as well because it's at home. Okay. And I don't know. The Titans are just playing really well. So is Pittsburgh, though. I mean, this is going to be a good game. But I think Tennessee is going to win because it's in Tennessee. I think, I don't know how much 10,000 fans impact the game. I don't know. Tannehill's just, there's just, it's, they're both playing so well, though. Offensively, they're like, and the, their styles of play, they're, they, they image, they're, it's like, they're like a mirror image of each right. other, right? Yep, yep. In a way. Defense and power and uh, Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel's got, I don't know much about his, his history coaching prior to head coaching, but it seems like he got off the football field 
and then put on the coach's helmet and had a head coaching job before too wait, long. Was Tomlin? Wait, was he with? I could be wrong. We don't have anybody to fact check this, yeah. so I could be wrong. Was Tomlin with Minnesota? Was he the defensive coordinator yes. with the Vikings? Yes, he was. He was. What a mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that was not planned. Yeah. Okay, sometimes <laughs> I th- okay, yeah, sometimes I plan some jazz. jazz. <laughs> Hold on. That was okay. Sure seemed like yeah, it that, was. I know I throw some shade and I, I have to I set things up. That was not that, okay? <laughs> okay. That was honestly like I think he was there, Whoops. but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, ooh, sorry, man. Um, yeah, that's okay. What was the name of the coach who, uh, who coached Peyton Manning, uh, African-American guy, coached the Colts? Dungy? Dungy. Yeah. Dungy was also our defensive coordinator and yeah. then left us for a head coaching job and did awesome. Well, we could talk about how uh, the, the Timberwolves, uh, didn't they draft and trade Billups? They could have drafted Steph Curry, but they, cho- they chose Johnny okay, Flynn. Okay, okay, no, okay, all right, there. all right. No. All right, so looking ahead real quick, what is your, uh, do, I like to sometimes do an upset of the week and a, and a lock of the week. So okay. give me your upset and locks of this this coming weekend. Upset and locks. Uh, boy. I think, you know, uh, for, for upset, I'm going to take the Cardinals over the Seahawks. Now, the Cardinals are 4-2. and two. Car, was that your team? No. <laughs> was that your, was no, that your I upset? This, no, I, okay, I okay. have the same upset. I, you do. I'm going, I'm same going, one. I'm going Cardinals over Seahawks. I, I really like the Seahawks, and, and I think the Cardinals still have some holes, but they're playing good, and I really like Kyler Murray. Really like Kyler Murray and, and uh, you know, Hopkins and, and Kirk. They've got weapons. So I, I'm, I'll take Cardinals over Seahawks. I also had, and this is, again, we didn't know this, I also have the Cardinals over Seattle. Okay. It's in Arizona, I believe, but I, I think... Seattle's defense is extremely vulnerable. They're not very good. Now, Wilson's going to win a lot of games in shootouts. I don't know. I just think I think Arizona matches up well with them. I think Arizona's going to beat Seattle. Okay. And Fair then enough. upset, or I'm sorry, lock of the week. Well, that was the upset. So, so lock is more of a slam dunk. Yes. Um, so I'll go. Yep. And I, so last week I had my upset, which was a mini upset. It was Tampa Bay beating Green Bay. Oh, now you I, called it. Now, I didn't think they'd win by 28. Yeah. But I had that as the as That was the your upset. lock or the upset? That was my upset. upset. That okay, was my good. upset. Yeah. My lock was the Dolphins beating the Jets. That was okay? an easy But one. I can't. I would do the Jets every week. I would. Whoever's playing the Jets would be my lock every week, but I can't do that. You got to sure. switch up a little bit. Sure. Yep. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay over the Raiders. I'm going to use the Bucks again, though. Yep. As my lock of the week. Yep. Raiders yep. are having to buy a big win against Kansas City. Extra week off. I think Tampa Bay. It's. I think it's a Sunday night game. Maybe. Yep. I think that's my lock. So my upset is Arizona over Seattle. My lock for the second straight week is Tampa Bay, but I'm having beaten the Raiders. All right. Well, I'm going to take the layup, and it's not because I'm on the uh, Chiefs of the North podcast, but I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Broncos as my layup Ooh, lock of the week. I like that. And since you and I had the same, I like that upset of the week. You're going to switch it, aren't you? I'm going to switch it up. Okay. And and really mix it up. I'm going to take the Bengals over the Browns. I believe the, I believe the Browns are legit. They've lost like three games by four points or less. Have they? Bengals? The, the Bengals have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, there you go. And 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 I, I didn't realize that, but I, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I've watched him enough to think this kid's really got it. And and he hasn't really had that breakout game where he throws four or five touchdowns and four hundred yeah. yards or whatever. Uh, if he if they can keep him upright with the offensive line, I'm gonna go Bengals over Browns to keep it interesting. So you got to think them. Lo- I believe they've lost three games by four or less this year. You got to think if he wasn't a rookie, maybe they win a couple of those. Oh yeah. You got to think that his, him being oh, a rookie sure. probably factors into the, oh, sure. those late games, whatever. I'm. This is the harshest thing I've said on this podcast. Baker Mayfield sucks. <laughs> He sucks. Yes. He sucks. Yes. So great at Oklahoma, but everybody's great at Oklahoma. Yes. So I like that. I like that. I like that. If I were the Browns, I would take Burrow right now over Baker Mayfield sure. without a question. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, no question about it. Yep. And and beers on me since you had the Chiefs over the Broncos. Beers on me. So All right. Deal. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts? Any other... Anything else you want to bring up or talk about? Or? No, I think that's that's all I got. It's, it's been a pleasure being with you again today, Ryan. Dude, this was great, man. We'll have to keep doing it. Thanks for being on. And then I guess that's it for this week's podcast. Awesome. All right, thanks, man. Yep.